You're listening to The A-Game, an adcom podcast chronicling the week in media, technology, and agency life, featuring Joel Hammond, Jim Ganser, and Jeff Culleton. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Jim. Hey, hi. Jeff. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Joel, how hey. are you doing? Hey, guys. Good. Can I tell you something? Really good. Yeah. So excited. For this? Yeah. Oh, I just love being here with you guys. Oh, oh that's really, that's really nice. And yeah. I'm going on vacation this weekend. Oh, are you really? Where, we, where are we going? Go to the Finger Lakes. Oh, Finger Lakes. New, York, New York State, Central New York State. Are, now, are there tow lakes also? Mm-hmm. No, no, that was a ridiculous question. Oh. <laughs> that was a ridiculous question. Right, do you know for sure that there aren't? There are many lakes in. It's a great uh, question, Min- Jim. Minnesota. Judgy McJuggerson. Lakes. Judgy McJuggerson Lake, over here. Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's the A game. How you doing? Uh, we're back. I hope you're enjoying, I hope you're comfortable or exercising. Some people exercise. Sure. We asked a question yeah. earlier this week on LinkedIn. Yeah. Where do you listen to podcasts? Ooh. I think. What was not, the consensus? Not surprisingly, we got a lot of car. Yeah. We got a lot of car. To and from car. work. Or commute. Any commute. Any commute. Yeah. It doesn't have to just be to and from work. We got, we got some of that. We got, um, we got a handful of at the gym, which I also agree with. And then we, we have one Saturday walk. Huh. Well, that's very specific. <laughs> if people are listening to this while they're working out, I feel like we we owe it to them to make sure we keep, you know, we've got to keep the energy up, we've got to keep the intensity up. Yeah, we have an it. obligation to those people yeah, I don't to know. not let their workout suffer. I don't doubt it. And in fact, every time I'm at the Y and I'm on the treadmill, yeah. I look over and I just assume that person is listening to the A game yeah. if they're having a good time. <laughs> if they're not listening to, uh, if they're not having a good time, I just assume that they're not yeah. listening to the A game. Yeah, some other it's a pretty podcast, linear like equation. Yeah. BS report or something like yeah. that. Yeah, WTF, um, you know, yeah. something with yeah. less viewership. Cereal, which Cereal. is currently set in our hometown. Yeah, and not oh. in a great way. No. Mm, e. E. Yeah, well, it's a <laughs> tough act to follow in yeah. the first season, but yeah, I mean, we're not going to get into that show. No. Uh, but if you are going to listen to the podcast while you're working out, <clears throat> might I recommend, um, I've heard this is great for doing legs. This like, is a good yeah. leg day podcast. It's a good leg day. Yeah. We'll ask Mark Stevens. If when you, you really Mark need... Stevens on, yeah. uh, on Instagram, you should, at Mark S7. When you really need the extra juice during yeah. the squats. <laughs> when you the need A to game, really so. power through yeah. some deep lunges. Oh, man. The A game. Oh, man. That's great. Actually, I'm going to put that on our uh, on our profile on Stitcher. Great. Uh, yeah. Great for legs. SoundCloud. <laughs> great for leg day. That this podcast is particularly good. <clears throat> Hashtag leg day. <laughs> Hashtag leg day. Oh, and see if we man. can get us... Uh, you know, kind of, you know, putting that personal health uh, and fitness category now because I yeah. think we line up pretty well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, this has been really inform informational for me and everybody else. So uh, you're welcome, world. So we're going to jump into the topic this week. Uh, there's been plenty going on this week. Big week. Lots going on. We've got a really Lots, big show. Really big show. Uh, uh, shout out to Facebook. They've been they've been <laughs> they've been in the news. Huh? <laughs> Uh, see, hot across the wire. Yeah. People are upset at Facebook. People are upset at Facebook. We're not going to get into that. It's like topic. a scheduled news item across yeah. the newswire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> data breach, only 50 million? Heard it was 100 as of uh, this actu- afternoon, actually. Oh, boy. Wow. That's a toughie. Oh, boy. That's a toughie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so they've, <laughs> they've gotten some bad press this past week. Uh, also, um, they got flag. They they decided to flag some ads that were LGBT specific. That's also a bad idea. Um, and they got grouped into political advertising, Oof. which was bad PR for them on the heels of boy, yet again um, breaching data. Mm. So that wasn't great. 
And on top of that, they're getting bagged on for their in-stream reserve uh, product, which is their new premium uh, advertising mm -hmm. service through Watch, which is apparently a video service that mm. is you use on Facebook. In Facebook? Yeah. Oh, wasn't, they wasn't aware that placed they... placed a heavy yeah. emphasis on. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. Yeah. Didn't know they had that functionality. Is yeah. that new? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. It's a joke. And Instagram's founders just resigned. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there's a lot. A lot, lot going Although on Although Forbes did release... They're going to make it, guys. ...their 400 wealthiest people in the world list. And you know who made it? Mark Zuckerberg. Hmm. Shocker. Mark Zuckerberg. So things seem to be okay. Yeah. When, when push comes to shove, I believe he somewhere around $70 billion. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. I'm not his financial planner. But um, I think this stuff is probably going to blow over and Mark uh, is going to be okay. It's going to be just fine. Yeah, I think he's going to be all right. So don't worry. Don't worry, folks. Go back to your news feed. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. Um, but the topic that we're actually going to tackle this week, uh, that – that is a pun intended for Morgan Rooks, who thinks that we talk about sports far too much on the podcast. She calls it sports ball. Mm. Yeah, sports ball. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna get into the impact that social media has on on the actual real world, designing designing experiences in life with social media in mind. Uh, specifically, talking about concert industry entertainment. And how this appeals to the everyday person trying to mm. capture that perfect video or shot, all the way down to specific stylists that that work with, you know, artists. So, uh, Joel, you want to kind of kick us off this week and paint <clears throat> a picture for us? Yeah, I'd love to. And, and Morgan, while you're listening to this, know that we will eventually connect this back to sports because that's that is what we do. That is yeah. what we do. Um, ran across an interesting piece actually. Mike Pauks, our, our our amazing producer on the A Game, uh, executive sent us, producer, executive producer. Excuse Thank me, you, Michael. Vice executive producer Mike Pauks sent us an interesting link from Rolling Stone. Uh, they did an interview with a what seemed like a pretty decorated uh, concert designer, Leroy Bennett. He's done Madonna, Prince, and you know these these productions are no small things if you've ever seen these shows. But the topic was any more these days. Jim is laughing. I don't know why. I think it was um, because you said Madonna and Prince. <laughs> just uh, two shows that I haven't seen, oh. and I feel like maybe Lady Gaga, Lady, JT. There we go. Right, I have so seen uh, Justin Timberlake. Speaking I'm of not JT, Lady Gaga. I I oh. don't know why I was laughing. <laughs> We're, we've got the gears. You're happy because you're happy. We watched happy Kawhi Leonard's laugh too much before the show. I think yeah, I think that's what. Anyway, long story short, the, the the gist of this piece was uh, a couple. It was it was twofold. So these these artists are requesting that the the design of their shows, which as again, like if you've seen any pictures of these shows, very elaborate, very uh, uh, incredibly produced. Let's have social media in mind while we're designing this. And that's twofold. So first of all, we want to make sure that people know that um, going to concerts is still worth the price. I mean, I think any any uh, uh, entertainment dollar is valued these days. So why do I need to go to go see Lady Gaga for $125 when I could yeah. watch Lady Gaga shows on YouTube for free? Sure. Um, so that's one part of it. How do we make this still a destination for these music fans? And secondly, I think artists are more cognizant of how they look, right? With social, yeah. um, uh, a bigger part of, of, of their lives and their promotional uh, uh, plans and that sort of thing. You don't want to be caught looking poor on stage, looking bad on stage. How can we paint this artist in uh, the best light possible? So very interesting piece. And, and 
it, it's funny that this can be extended to a lot of different entertainment venues. So my background is in sports. Sorry, Morgan, but you know you're in event marketing there. And how do you, um, you know, how do you make it cool to go to a go to a baseball game? Right? There's 81 a year, and um, so you see more and more venues in pro sports designing their venues for this new age. Progressive Field here in Cleveland, and the Q is going undergoing uh, significant renovations, and, and just studying uh, different ballparks and baseball during that Indians project. This is uh, more of a trend designing social specific spaces where you can interact, where you can interact with young people, where you can um, uh, take Instagram uh, worthy photos, that sort of thing. Um, so it, if you are in this space designing entertainment venues, designing events in the entertainment sector, um, this has to be part of your plan. Well, and uh, so I, I wasn't being rude and looking at my phone. No. I was looking something up uh, because I felt like you were looking at me. Like I was looking at my phone and I was being rude. Not um, at all. So of wow. Instagram my audiences, <laughs> of Instagram audiences, the top 20, uh, you have over uh, 50% of those who are musicians. So here's a list of the extended audience of those people. Selena Gomez, 144 million followers, <laughs> which is absurd. Taylor Swift, uh, just over 100 million uh, Ariana Grande is, I believe, at 150 right now. Who else we got? We've got Queen B, not mm. surprisingly, around 120, 125. Um, who else we got? Nicki Minaj, just over 100. So, n- not surprisingly, the people who are doing these massive shows are um, are people who have these the extension of these audiences that are also massive. And as artists make less and less on their money or excuse me, on their money on their music, and artists make more and more money on actually touring, this seems to make a lot of sense mm-hmm. as to how you would pull more people in. Mm-hmm. Now, we're talking about big stadium shows here, right? How about smaller venues? Is there something to be said for the average concert promoter of XYZ location, mid-tier concert venue to potentially get more exposure by setting up their stages, setting up their communal spaces, um, trying to capitalize on the fact that people are looking to paint themselves in the best picture possible. So it, it's interesting you say it. So I remember uh, there was a, a Bud Light display, so Jacob's Pavilion, yeah. um, Nautica, as many people know it here. Uh, my wife took me to go see Pitbull, Mr. Oh. Th- Mr. 305, well, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, of course. of course. I mean, when he's in town, you go. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> And at, right as you walk in... Do you wear sunglasses? Uh, yeah, he wears sunglasses all the time. Right. I'm not even sure he has eyes. Uh, <laughs> he actually has beautiful eyes. <laughs> he has beautiful eyes. Um, yeah. What's the first thing you see when you walk in? Life-size cutouts of uh, and, and uh, selfie stations for Pitbull. Mm-hmm. Did my wife and her friends take one? Yeah, they absolutely did. Sure. But it's the extension. It's the extension of the brand and it's a natural extension and on top of it, you want to make those tickets more desirable by looking, making people look like they're having fun. So those very specific and intentional spots for an experiential social kind of collision make all the sense in the world and the bigger the stakes you get, I think the bigger the the social... So the the article Mike sent us, uh, you know, uh, your, your favorite in mine, the Champagne Poppy, uh, Drake yeah. has a, a Ferrari uh, suspended above in, from the ceiling of his tour, um, and Taylor Swift has a like fifty foot tall serpent on stage. These large focal points are are set up. So a that, serpent? Yeah, it's a 
I mean, do you want me like to say a snake? snake? Yeah. <laughs> It's a snake. Did I go too biblical? Was my, was my was wow. mine too Old Testament? I apologize. But these never, large, large never, focal never points. Never too Old Testament. <laughs> never never too, too Old Testament. Testament. It's a trick question. Um, <laughs> these large focal points so that there can be a theme and continuity. So people know as they, they're going through their social feed, I see X number of people that have this picture in the background or this focal point in the background. I know exactly where they were. It's building yep. uh, it kind of an anticipation and demand. So Jen asked about smaller venues. You mentioned uh, Nautica, which is one of my favorite venues out I love there. It. So yeah. I think for them, you know, you're, you don't have that budget to have a serpent sure. or a snake, whichever you prefer, or <laughs> or a Ferrari or whatever. <clears throat> but what Nautica has is an awesome view. So how do you so so Beachland Ballroom, right? What what is that? I, I go to shows down in Columbus at uh, LC Pavilion, which in the winter time in the winter time is pretty you know, pretty boring space, you yeah. know, it's just in, it's indoors and there's an outdoor part of it. But it, so take what you can do. So for a smaller venue here in Cleveland, is it encourage your artists to, you know, a selfie with the, cause what, what's that selling? What's their selling point? It's that the crowd is right next to you, right? It's sure. an intimate venue. And for Nautica, it's uh, occasionally you get a barge in the background down the river yeah. with the great skyline view and the, and the water, right? So take what is unique mm-hmm. to you, I think, and, and make sure that that's, able to be expressed on social. I, I think extending this topic a little bit, we talked before we, we went on was, so, all right, so these are elaborate productions that a lot of us don't ever have the chance to work on. So how is this applicable to to agencies and to, and I think immediately we went to, how does this impact trade shows, right? right. So Transitions, you see did you like that segue? Seamless. Was that a seamless segue, Jim? So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's skeptical of the, of the, of the segue. Well, I, okay. When you, say, when you say segue, I think about like the, Segway tours. Yeah. Do you know? Um, but it was a great spelling. transition. It's a different great I'm sorry. I, I have to. I, I have to pivot real quick. So, okay. do you know that the uh, the founder, or I forget, it was the founder, the CEO of, of Segway, the didn't he die on a Segway or something? Segway, like fell off a cliff. Mm. Mm. That, you see, that's why you need to do the museum tour. Two tons of irony. That's it when you're in that's Chicago. Two tons. It's a lot. It's a lot. May he R.I.P. Yes. Wow. May he sorry. Go back. To anyway, so when we when we think about this topic with our clients and and extending it to trade shows, you know, we work with clients on trade shows. With what should be our goal at these? We want so we want people to be talking about the rigid about a booth when they leave, right? And not our competitors, right? Yeah. You know, I mentioned one of our clients, but any client should be thinking of how, how, do, how do we get people talking about us instead of our competitors on the way out of the booth? And so that is have cool activations, you know? And it's, it's people will come, if your client has a good reputation, which a lot of ours do, which is, which is to their credit, you're getting traffic to your booth, right? People are coming to your booth if your brand is recognizable, which um, which a lot of our clients are. We need to figure out a way to get those people. To, and how do you do it? It's it's demonstrations. It's visuals. It's we have a great you know if you have a great reputation with with your customers and with your brand has a great reputation, they're coming to your booth. They know about your product. They're going to ask you the right questions about their pro- the products that they're interested in. You want them talking about you on the way out. It's man, that that demo was cool. That demo Absolutely. where um, you know we rev the engine up to nine thousand RPMs or whatever the hell it is. Um, it's pretty darn cool, and they're gonna be talking about you on the way out. So just it's an interesting um, topic that that sort of permeates. If you're planning an event, no matter what the space is, you need to have social in mind, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think it's a great it's a great way to promote ongoing awareness through promoted stuff that comes out of those shows. There's a lot of content gold that comes out of a it's content gold, Jerry. Uh, a lot I of love content gold. <laughs> a lot of content gold that comes out of a trade show, just interaction with clients. You know, from somebody who's has been at a million trade shows from a sales perspective, a lot of the very superficial interactions you have at a uh, at a, uh, a booth don't necessarily go somewhere it's the more hands-on stuff yeah. the the demos things of that nature and those are the things that I think you can repurpose significantly over time because it, it, it's just it's people interacting with the product it's people interacting with the service and that doesn't have a shelf life just for a show I mean maybe you refocus it so on and so forth but I think it has a much longer lasting impact and is such more so much more of a plank of a trade show strategy now than even a couple of years ago it was because it gives you longevity to what was previously a very finite event yeah yeah especially if your product <clears throat> is visual and maybe especially if it's not visual you got to get creative you know I mean, I'm thinking of of clients that you go to trade shows and it's a very visual product it's a it's a piece of it's a manufacturing it's a manufacturer it's a tool it's a car it's a but if you're at a healthcare so so if you're at a healthcare trade show how do you stand there's there's 900 booths in that convention hall how are you standing out right it's not by giving jeff colton a piece of collateral right it's, that gets lost in my grab bag and my take-home bag how am i standing out um so creative creativity is um is necessary and um, you're not going to have a Ferrari. You're not going to have uh, Drizzy. You know, they're meeting fans. You're not going to have a serpent. So there's got to be a way that you can. I will say snake, this though. Snake. Yeah, if somebody <laughs> serpent snake. If somebody, Kevin Durant. If somebody oh. did, ooh, if somebody did uh, pay for the champagne poppy to go to their trade show, that um, would stand out. I got to tell you that. Would what do you think that would cost? Out. Should we should we cold knock Drake? See if we would ask him what yeah, his Yeah, I think so. I, I feel like that's a. You, this is a little circuitous of a route, but like somebody like a Maverick Carter or somebody like that, like a Rich Paul, you know, somebody who's representing these people, I think you have a better shot cold knocking them and saying, hey, you know, appearance fee for you, you know, don't, for Drake. You're saying Drake would not accept my cold knock on LinkedIn. I'm not 100% sure that he uses LinkedIn huh. as a. <laughs> you gotta agree to disagree. It's your Maybe. opinion. I don't know if that's your opinion. <laughs> that's your, we're we're we friends here. We can agree to disagree. It's fine. Maybe we should take a look. That's okay. You keep talking amongst yourself. I'm just going to check and see yeah, if Drake has a... Going back to the whole booth experience of doing a trade show, you guys have both... You've been to trade shows. I've been I'm to trade ever. shows. You guys have any opinions on, you know, how do companies get it wrong at a trade show? The, the Or do you have any, Jeff, do you have any opinions on maybe where the future of trade shows... Ooh, did you see that's a pivot. <laughs> That was a pitch. Answer Jim's question so first. So I'll answer Jim's questions first because it's in. Uh, it's, it's not. Just, I thought Joel is trying to hide something. You can't. He's like, I don't even want to tell you. Uh, <laughs> the just like in almost all consumer experiences, um, brands lose when they try to go sales first. And that is just if you come at me with why this is a benefit to you functionally. You throw a salesperson directly at me, um, and that's my first interaction point. That's usually a non-starter for most people. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always felt that people don't do enough prep, sales prep for trade shows. Uh, and then one of the uh, the most common narratives you see is you go, oh, uh, you know, the newer people, the newest people, you put them at the booth because we have more important meetings to do, or we have this or that. 
those that's very front line mm-hmm. and you're you're sending people out there who don't know your narrative or the the way to speak about you in the exact same way or the way that the ownership might like or the way that the market wants to hear from you yeah. in a non-sales capacity um and so i i just i always think that is a is is a miss i think having kind of blanket collateral is always kind of a miss it's just very kind of faceless um but what we were kind of joking about before is what are the potential technologies? So trade shows have shifted so significantly over the last 10 years um, from you know the apps that are used to help connect people to the apps that are used to help facilitate scheduling and just, you know, they've changed so much. One of the pieces that I think a lot of people who are more on the bleeding edge of technology, people who are familiar with virtual reality, um, are starting to look at is would it experiential not just for trade shows but for all events as virtual re- uh, reality will take over some experience based events at some point you know are we going to get to a point where instead of sending people uh, you know six people on a flight to Chicago to the McCormick Center to man a booth and do this and do that are we just going to be sending people uh, in a virtual reality environment? Are yeah. these trade shows going to be built in a virtual reality environment where you are setting up meetings, you are having virtual face-to-face contact with one another, but kind of the ancillary cost around it um, and the need to create a, you know, most most small booths at a trade show are 10 by 10, but you get, the, you know, the, the anchor ones that are, you know, mm-hmm. 50 by 50. Yeah. That's a, that's a million dollar outlet. Yeah. For not only the booth, but for whatever you're putting in it, and then the people associated with it, that's a cost that could potentially be disrupted for a brand. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it would take a massive shift to. I have no doubt that that will be incorporated. I just, sure. man, it's such a it's such a captive audience. Like, will that will that industry, will the trade show industry? This this is probably this could probably be a show on its own, but will that industry ever suffer? any massive scalebacks, cutbacks. Like when you when you think about it, when you take a critical eye at it, it probably, probably is probably a strong word, but probably, probably. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's very indecisive. Massive, probably twice. You, I mean, Jeff, you said massive financial outlays <clears throat> for this. And is there is there an ROI? Is there an ROI and, and is it justifiable? I mean, when you talk about tools that cost a lot of money you sell a few and it, you know the cost certainly can can um, come back to you but this like like all things this is this the the biggest variable in this equation is time yeah because vr um the the advancements happen you know for people in the industry they feel like they're major leaps it takes a really long time for that major leap to be commercialized and then to become ubiquitous to people and then for it to become comfortable uh, for mm-hmm. people to use, uh, you know, people who would never ordinarily have kind of interaction with it. So this is a time equation. I, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that the trade show industry will continue to evolve as it has significantly over the last 10 years. At what point does it get to, hey, we don't actually physically send people to the Javits Center in New York anymore. We're just sending, you know, we're just logging into, you know, a glorified virtual <coughs> reality WebEx so that people can watch keynotes, do product demos, things of that nature. Um, I would be shocked if that wasn't a, a, a piece of the future uh, for those types of experiential events. But, you know, people are slow to change 
in especially in an instance like a trade show you know it's been a hundred years worth of this is how we pedal our wares and see what's out there and you know the social aspects of it for not only an independent team but for an industry um, those things aren't going to go away quickly but you know you heard it here first one day you're you're going to sit on your couch to go to a trade show <laughs> fact maybe it's not fact Hypothesis. It's a hypothesis. Yeah, that's that is a hypothesis. It is, but I think it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Drake. Oh. Um, is he on there? Cold knocks. <laughs> Drake is. Hopefully, not, I doubt it back for Mike's sake. Drake is not oh, uh, on LinkedIn. Drake University, which <clears throat> is a completely separate, non-affiliated entity, is in fact uh, on there. There's a bunch of people named Drake, but it doesn't uh, appear that uh, Drizzy. Uh, the Champagne Poppy, Drake, um, is, you know, the Frank Sinatra of Canada is is up there. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I just made that one up. Drizzy, if you like that, hit me. Use it. Nice. Use it. Use it's it. yours. <laughs> that one's free. Drizzy. First one's free. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop one quick note on yeah. Trade Show. This is free advice. So, you know, get out your Take little, it as you will. Yeah. Grab your lapis and papel and uh, jot down a Did note. Did you speak French to us? Paper and pen? Pencil. Pencil. Nice. Got it. Yeah, for you know, you multifaceted son of a gun. Yeah, it's not French; it's actually Spanish. But yeah, whatever. Here's here's oh, something you need to think about when you're 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 putting money down on a trade show. Um, it isn't about the sales and the meeting people. You're going to schedule meetings. You're going down there. If if you're going to a trade show and getting booth space and you haven't arranged for meetings, shame on you. What you need to be selling at your booth space is an experience. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to engage with people. You have an opportunity to allow people to get their hands on your products. It's all about the experience. And really, if you take a step back and think about the entire theme of the show, it's creating experiences. Experiences do not start and end at the venue. In the modern world today, the experience lives on through social media. So if you're not designing experiences with your brand for social media, you're missing the boat. Yep. So... Absolutely. So there you go. And just like with a trade show booth, Mm -hmm. stop giving the young people the duty, the people who don't know your narrative, the duty of being the hood ornament for your brand. Just like in social media, just because the youngest person there probably understands the platform better does not mean they are the best arbiter of your message. That's a good point. That's great. Great point. Man, I think we actually dropped some wisdom this week. That one's all free. I feel like it's all free too. Free advice. I feel like we always drop wisdom. I feel like uh, I would like some engagement from our audience as to how they would like us to better reach them. Yep. Uh, if there are platforms that we're missing, if there are areas with which uh, we should be, you know, digging deeper into topics of the day surrounding marketing, technology, social media, so on and so forth, paid media, uh, we would love to hear from you. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Instagram, which frankly is my favorite. No doubt. Yeah. It's my favorite. The gram. Yeah. And it's what we do it for. For any of you listening on SoundCloud, not a great experience. Why don't you try, you know, iTunes or Stitcher? We're also available there. It's a great idea, Jim. I don't feel necessarily the same about SoundCloud, but we are in all of those places. I'm sorry. I'm speaking specifically to those in the gym that are doing, <laughs> yeah. doing deadlifts that right are, now. Legs, are, no, squats. Well, I mean, like it, lower back. 
I mean, you can go either way. Yeah, is you that, can go either way. All right. Well, it's a full body workout. Tweet at us. Let us know if you know lower back is legs or upper. <laughs> I think it's on the cusp. It, you could basically do either. Uh, but we'll save that for another episode. Thank you once again for listening Could to I drop the A game. Bef- before we before we go, I'm so sorry. Okay. We're getting dangerously close to having been listened to a thousand times. Just gonna put that out there because this ragtag group of misfits oh boy. is putting together something special. Joel seems a little skeptical. I think it's special. I think we're all special. I think everyone's special. That's, That's right. not what he said, it's how he oh, said God. it. I didn't like that. All right, <laughs> all right you snowflakes. Uh, Stay cool. We'll catch you next week.